0: Algar Productions.
1: Welcome to the Post-Atomic Horror, the most comprehensive Star Trek podcast ever produced, with your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 235, Take 2, covering What You Leave Behind with Gav Brown.
0: Hi friends, we're uh, we're revisiting another pair. Well, in this case, just a single uh, double-length episode. Yep, but, uh, very exciting. Gav is joining us to to really jump into some complicated stuff here. Yep. Hi Gav, so, welcome Gav. Hello. This is this. They, there's so much. Like the DS9 had so much going on, and I don't know about you guys. Like I, it all came back to me, but it took a few minutes because we were checking in on like 20 plots.
1: Yeah, we could have done with, well, not that we were going to, but we could have done with watching the, you know, the whole, what, nine parts.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, that finale. I forgot about that. Yeah. It just went forever.
2: No, it's it's even got the thing on, if you watch it on Netflix, it's like, The Dogs of War, part nine. Yeah. It's like, Jesus.
0: Yeah. No, and it really just made me want to watch the whole series again, but many things Uh huh. Yeah. And but before we get into the to the details of it, would you guys say still like my impression walking away from this, having seen the entirety of Star Trek, and it's still pretty fresh in my head, this is still the best one. Would you guys agree? Uh, with I that? mean,
2: you're you're kind of getting yep. into my good thing, so uh, wish okay. Well, but uh, yeah, it is.
0: Okay, Gav, you.
1: <laughs> I also say yes, it is. Okay, because I uh, I was just telling um, someone that last mm-hmm. night that it is the best Star Trek TV and
2: series. People don't believe you. Like no. Because just I, people they don't fucking watch this show.
0: <clears throat> well, I think some people like the impression I get is they think you're being uh, hipster is a strong word, but they think you're you're liking this one because it's the one that nobody knows Absolutely. about because it's yeah. the, the less popular one. Yeah. And I get that. And there, I've definitely a been why that New guy. Face
2: Nine fans have their own name. You know, do we? Yeah. Niners.
0: Oh, OK. <laughs> I don't know. I don't pay attention It's to that just stuff. like,
2: I found that out one time. It's was just like, I thought we were all just uh, just Trekkies. Like, I thought people had settled on that. No, like, just because mm-hmm. I like this thing, I got another one? All right, whatever.
1: No, no, if there's a group of people, you can still subdivide them so they can all fight mm-hmm. and, and uh, against each other as I well. I noticed there's oh, that...
2: no
0: voyages or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that really is the human condition, yeah. isn't it? Like, you got to divide into smaller and smaller groups until it's just one person against one person. Yep. That's what Star Trek has taught me. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I guess Niners makes sense. Wasn't that their baseball team? Yes, that's not a bad, it's not a bad. bad name. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you guys know about this—the that documentary that they've been working on since forever is done. Oh, awesome! Okay. So I've been guess, looking when forward is to that. It out? I, Well, they did they did the theatrical screening for the Kickstarter backers, mm. so that means it's finished. I don't know when it's going to be released on video, but but the thing is done. Yeah. So it shouldn't be too much longer, I would guess. We should definitely check that out. Oh, absolutely. And if it's if it happens at a at an opportune time for the show, maybe we'll just review it like an episode. I think that's probably a good idea. <laughs> just brainstorming episode ideas right on the show. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but it'd be extra nice because. I mean, I, I, of course, remembered the show fondly, but having rewatched the finale just now, it's like, oh, yeah, I really loved this. Show. Yeah. <laughs> so it'd be good to to watch that in the next little while while I'm still kind of feeling that mm. that nice tingle. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the the reason we're reconvening is because uh, and, and you know this, but some of the listeners may not um, for every other series finale we've covered. Uh, you have been here. You were here mm-hmm. for Turnabout Intruder. You were here for All Good Things. <laughs> We're here for, what is the Voyager finale called? Endgame, Endgame. I think it was. You don't and get much
2: vo- more Voyager mm-hmm. than that than that for a last that, episode title. That's true.
0: Phone it in. What, uh, is, what is a wor- word we haven't used yet? Endgame. Good enough. The
2: only thing that would make more sense is it being the last episode of Enterprise
0: well that was these are the voyages I do remember that and, and you've been here for each of those and for each of those you, you have delivered a wonderful uh, novelty spin on a traditional uh, uh, summary and unfortunately when we did DS9 you were unavailable you had scheduling conflicts so you switched to a different episode mm-hmm. and I try not to be that completionist nerd but this has always bugged me you didn't do one of these for DS9 <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad you agreed to do this because I'm, I'm very excited to see what uh, mm-hmm. what you've come up with so na- so sure, sure I <laughs> Now that you all the pressure, pressure, pressure all us. is on, yeah. <laughs> no, no pressure at all. Like I just seriously, I just we don't want fuck it up. to Happen, yeah. <laughs> I don't care oh, what uh, you do. Just you doing it is ha- is good enough for me.
1: I I shall now do it. Please do. Uh, I. <laughs> i must be out of my mind for now i'm doing what you leave behind it's only the finale of deep space nine i'm sure everyone will turn out just fine still last poem until finale of disco so let's start off with the crew of benjamin sisco to catch you up esri and julian are now a thing miles has to tell him that he is leaving now the federation fleet sets course for cardassia prime that's right cardassia doesn't have a rhyme Wayun and the Founder find out Damar is still alive, but not for long as the Jem'Hadar arrive. Kira saves them as she lends assistance, so they continue planning the Cardassian resistance. The Prophets tell Sisko that his journey's end is in the past. Well, yes, it was in Season 7 of TNG that it was broadcast. (laughs) Meanwhile, Kai and Dukat are at the fire caves, which is just a term. It's more of a fire pothole, I can confirm. While just as Wayun tries to strengthen the fleet, a sabotage on the power by the resistance is complete. The Cardassian people are staging a revolt. This is also, I can say, self-sealing stem <laughs> The Dominion takes revenge and, and destroys a city. Wow. Okay, that got a bit gritty. Right. Damar, Garak, and Kira make plans to attack the HQ, while the Alliance fleet and Dominion engage. Pew-pew. <laughs> During battle, Miles tells Julian Earth will be his abode. Oh, and Siric Lofton does appear in this episode. <laughs> the Dominion retreats back to Cardassia Prime, while the Cardassians switch sides in the nick of time. The Resistance get into the HQ, despite it being uninviting, but Damar and Wayun are killed in the fighting. Odo arrives and he and the Founder link. She agrees to surrender after a bit of a rethink. Kai Wen kills Ducat as the Power Wraiths sacrifice. Sisko and Ross think the blood wine toast ain't that nice. Owen oh, Wharf is Federation ambassador now, I guess. Don't worry, that only lasts until Star Trek Nemesis. Yeah. There's a celebration at Vic Fontaine's, but Sisko goes to Bajor to stop Ducat's reign, as the Power Wraiths have brought him back to life, and he is now ready to bring Sisko more strife. First, Ducat kills Kai Nguyen. Eh, it's not the worst (laughs) sin. Sisko and Ducat fall fighting into the fire, but the Pares and Ducat are the ones who expire. In the Celestial Temple, Sisko must stay. He appears to Cassidy and says she'll see him one day. Kira leaves Odo at the Great Link for good. She returns to the station, as she should. So now that the D-Space Nine has passed, I now return you to your post-atomic horror podcast.
0: Kev, that's seriously no kidding. And I'm not just saying this because it's the latest one. That is the best one you have done <laughs> mm-hmm. by far. Yeah. So many clever rhymes in there. That was very, very good. Absolutely. Disco and Cisco. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Ah, that's a load off. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. So we, uh, I'll, I'll uh, go yes. home now, I right? can relax now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> now shut up as I talk over both of you. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's what the show should have been called <laughs> uh,
0: i try so hard um uh, no this this was all this was all so good and again coming into this how many character like how many main characters are on this show yeah like there's seven or eight in the main cast like every show but sure like in terms of final beats of everyone's arc there's probably 20 characters that get something in yeah. this and that's just nuts I was thinking about and this. Even then, it's not everybody. Fucking Rom's not in this show. No, Rom, I do remember there was a whole little subplot of him becoming the Nagus, and they wrote him off in, like, the, the second-to-last episode or the third-to-last episode because yeah, I just think there like, wasn't room for it.
2: I, fucking, we got to get some people out of here. Like, we can't. Yeah, we,
0: he gets an ending. He gets He gets to ride off into the sunset, but there's no room for that in this story, so yeah. it happens separately, and I get that, but... Yeah, I mean, my, my I, it felt like to me, like, uh, Quark needed a little more, like, he was in it a bit, but mm-hmm. in terms of a, 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 a an end to his arc, like, yeah. a last, like, and Quark lived happily ever after, or Quark fucked something up, and now he's going to be miserable, something, but I didn't really get that, and I not really feel like Jake got that either, but yeah. everyone else, and everyone else is a lot of people. I don't know, with Quark, it felt like, to me, just like, well, he's going to
2: keep working at the bar, you know, like, that's... Well, yeah,
0: he's the one that nothing changes he's for the everyone con- else. He's the
2: constant. He even says at one point, "The more things change, the more they stay the same." It's his last line in the show, and I don't know. Yeah. I, I'll take it. I'll, I will agree with you. Like uh, Jake needed more in this last episode, but I think I think yeah. got the best send off he's going to get. Okay, that's fair.
0: His scene with
2: I, o- I, also, and his scene with Odo is great.
0: It felt like he was always the straight man to everyone else's story, though. Mm-hmm. Which is a great thing for him to be. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. And maybe it paid off better when you watched all of this, because mm. we did just come into this last bit, you know, cold. Yeah. So it's hard to say. It just, it felt like he needed a little more. But there was a lot of quark, and there were a lot of good quark moments. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. But I just didn't, uh, yeah, I think he is, the, the person is not going to change, and he's always going to be at that bar yeah, forever. Yeah, exactly. But, uh but, he, but when I'm thinking about it, he, he did it about as much in this as he did in the TNG episode Birthright, really. Just sends yeah, everybody off? True.
0: Yeah. He's there to move the plot along and, like, be funny because he's Quark? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, he, so, again, so, he was great. But I don't know,
1: I don't know what he could have yeah. done. But yeah, I no, me neither. They could have done a bit better. That's, that's well, the and, thing.
2: Like, you know, the, like they found lots for the character to do in this war setting over the years, but... This episode's got two th- two important things. It's got to do. It's got to end the war, and it's got to end the Ducat thing. And unfortunately, right. he well, not just isn't... the
0: Ducat thing, but the whole emissary. Thing.
2: Exactly, but and unfortunately, yeah. like
0: you know, he
2: just isn't part of either of those. Yeah,
0: no, at, it, that's a good point. point. And and it's a minor nitpick. I don't want to spend yeah. this whole episode saying, "Oh, the, this this episode was terrible because of that." No, it's because you got this giant ensemble, and everyone felt so well served, and yeah. I just felt like. Two guys I really liked could have gotten a little bit. There were there were two little sequences that I felt like could have been cut for a little more Quark and a little more Jake. That's mm. all. And that's there's a there's a whole song at Vix. Yeah. And there's a whole sepia toned memory sequence near the end where everyone's sort of wistfully remembering things, and we get flashbacks, and it's like that. That's not necessary. I
2: I, I like both of those. I really like the okay. the the last Vix scene. Um
0: okay. mostly no, I like
2: I like that song a lot and
0: I like them being in Vix. I like all the characters together. I don't even mind there being a song. What I don't like is when the main focus is the song and we're not doing anything with the characters. Sure. If it's in the background while the characters are still doing stuff, that's fine. It's just for about two or three minutes the focus becomes Vic singing and not yeah. what the other guys are doing. And the show got really in love with Vic for a while. That yeah. Yeah. No, I'll I mean, agree with that, but
2: that. I I do like that last that like that last scene with at, at his place. Plus, I I cannot listen to that song and not think of this show now. Huh? Yeah. Okay. And that show pops up on my uh, my Pandora account quite a bit. I listen to a lot of crooners.
0: Yeah, that's fair. No, I it's not that I didn't like the song. Although I'm pretty sure they picked the song because it has the line "the crinkle in your nose," yep. which he sings directly to Kira. Yep. But I again, I wanted more of them doing things while while he was singing you know, I, like um
2: this this, see, this season finale was nine episodes long yeah al- that's true me, almost <laughs> 10 episodes long and it still isn't it, it's they still didn't have enough
0: time no but again that said there is so much to like i'm not like yeah with all the other series when we say here's something i didn't quite like we usually say here's how i would have done it mm. And as Gav you said I don't know how you could have done Quark any better and you're right. I yeah. with this show sometimes things don't quite sit right with me but I don't really have a better way cuz it's hard to second guess these guys they usually know what they're doing. They did they, they did
2: the best they could.
0: Yeah. Which is awesome. This yeah. is by far the best season finale I think. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I that said um. there were still some things.
1: Gav, do you disagree? I don't well, uh, I, it's better than Turnabout Trudor. huh Yeah.
2: <laughs> I would even say is it be, like it's better than the actual like or, the um uh, Undiscovered Country, which I think is sort of the last episode of the That's original. It's kind
0: series. of a series finale, sure. I could see an argument for that. Yeah. But do you like all good things better though, Gev? Is yeah. that what I'm that what I'm picking up here? Um...
1: I'm not sure if this or All Good Things is better. That's fair. I mean, sure, sure the other ones, fair I mean, enough, yeah. but I'm just not sure about things. All Good Things because well, it was good. just so good.
0: All Good Things definitely felt more organic, like a, like a bookend to the series. Like they started with this story and they ended with this story and this is kind of your bad thing, right? Like this didn't pull that off quite as well.
1: No, um considering the emissary mission has been around since the start and the war in the last few seasons this the emissary part feels like it's almost a footnote yeah. compared to the war and I just think it should be mm-hmm. stronger uh, to maximize the symmetry between the emissary and what you leave absolutely. behind. Yeah,
0: and that's a thing but, all good things definitely did with Farpoint.
1: Yeah. Like but then I just probably I sucker for symmetry absolutely. like Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, I just
2: and we've gotten to see Cisco's evolution from I'm not the emissary what no to, yeah, like,
0: to I've got to be the guy to save them I'm the only one who can
2: yeah and it feels like like that that plot point just pops up right at the end in the middle of the bar when Cisco gets an important phone call from the prophets that he has to leave right now to go fight the devil.
0: <laughs> that's how I remembered it. And I was like, I can't, it, that can't have been how it happened where that plot neatly ends. And then Cisco says, no, I have to go over here. But that's exactly that, what happens.
2: Exactly what happens. They're in the middle of the farewell party. And he's like, Oh shit.
0: Yep. I, no, look, it's very abrupt.
2: Look, I'm, I know this is very important, but
0: I really have to take this. It's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and and also there's not enough like everything that happens like with the war is very satisfying yeah. but it feels like there's also not that i don't know this should have been 10 hours long that's the only way to fix yeah, it basically <laughs> but there's not enough time with the with that other plot like getting kaiwin and Goldukat to the caves is fine but that there's enough time for that, but mm. the final showdown takes place in uh, like three minutes.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is my bad thing, honestly. Okay. Like the the fight between Cisco and Ducat is just it's a little bit underwhelming. Like, yeah, I get that. There's a lot going on. There is, but Ducat is the bad guy of Deep Space Nine. He is also arguably the best bad guy in all of Star Trek, and he has a, deserves a better send off than being kicked off of a ledge into the into a fire cave. Yeah. No, you're not wrong there. Like, he literally just, ah, Benjamin, so good to see you one last time, now that I have the power of a
0: god. And then Cisco just, yeah, like, makes him he makes him kneel, and yeah. then Cisco manages to overcome that, and that's it. Like, there's and no struggle at all. Just
2: shoves it. And I'm not asking for, like, a big epic, like, fight scene or anything, but, Oh, like, a wizard's duel. Yeah, no, I don't want that, but, like... Yeah. Uh, just, it's Ducat. you know? He's the worst, and... I kind I kind of want I just want more is the thing
0: and if it's the last time we're gonna see him and it's the last time we're gonna see Ben Cisco it really needs to be a big deal yeah and I don't know that it was no. also the fire caves didn't feel
1: very cavey
2: I mean they're fine
1: yeah. it was more of a pothole. <laughs> yeah um remember the one where is it Kira and and uh, Jake were taken over by the Pa race I, and the eight wormhole aliens, I believe, and they were going to have a fight. About Cisco stopping Yeah,
0: I remember. Wasn't that. Keiko in that mix, or am I thinking of a different?
2: That's one? a different one, but <clears throat> okay. She also definitely got possessed by a race Yeah,
1: but uh, it just that just felt more climatic to me than mm-hmm. that. Well, that's because that whole episode but was all. about that, and
0: this one had five minutes to spend on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus the the, the preceding series, but well, yes, right.
0: No, but this final plot beat is what I mean. Like, that th- like that whole episode you're talking about, that was the whole focus was preparing for this fight and then having this fight. Mm-hmm. This episode was like, oh, shit, we got to have that fight. Uh, here you go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, they didn't have time to give it, you know, time to breathe.
2: Crap, I'm late for the l- end of the show.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but again, we're, we're not to say that the rest of it wasn't absolutely amazing because yeah. it was. It no, just... that's why
2: I, I want to burn out these bad things now so we can get to yeah. the, the good parts. Yeah, exactly.
0: Because there was so much good stuff going yeah. on. But while we're talking about fire caves and all that stuff, I'm sure I talked about, and a lot of this is probably us repeating ourselves. I'm trying to visit new ground, but I don't remember, so that doesn't help. Yeah. But Kaiwin, seriously, and first of all, great character. Oh, like yeah. You say Dukat's the best villain in Star Trek. You may be right. She's in, she's still somewhere in the top five. Hey man, there's nothing wrong with being number two. Like, also the founders, also in the top. Like DS9 yep. has most of them. Yep. Uh,
2: I, would like for... sh- I would like to. I would like to to uh, uh, show the uh, scene where Wayun wipes out a city.
0: Oh! Oh no! No, we definitely need to come back to that. Yeah. That that t- that definitely requires some some discussion because I love that. But I want to talk about Kaiwen for a sec. Yeah. Um. We we hated her from minute one, like mm-hmm. by design. She's just so oh, like Matt. Oh, I don't, I don't want to yeah. be the one saying oh, like you need to.
2: Oh yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I hate her. From is yeah. her first episode that one <laughs> in season one where she won't let Kira or uh, uh, Keiko,
0: Keiko teach on yeah. the station. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Where it's basically like a creationism versus evolution uh, thing.
2: Yeah, no, from the first episode, I have hated her, and her arc is amazing like yeah from, it's very good well, well she was a vedic originally right it was vedic win and she gets kai yeah. about halfway through the show um yeah. her arc is amazing and it's so organic you can totally see how she goes from that to whatever this is
0: well most of what drives her is she's always the second choice she's always like oh, yeah. she's never special it's like, jealousy she- and She's She was the kai. She was the pope of their whole religion, which means she should be the most important one, and all anyone would ever talk about is the fucking emissary. Yeah. Like, she never gets to be the one, and it's it's pride. It's her main thing is, you know, her, her tragic flaw is pride, and it always yeah. has been. And now she decides, okay, well, fuck the prophets. I'll be into the power race. Yeah, exactly. Like,
2: what about Debbie?
0: Yeah, but she's so far gone. This is my bad thing. Mm-hmm. She really believes saving the Bajoran people can be achieved by going to the fire caves mm-hmm. and releasing guys who call themselves wraiths. Like there's no with Uh Dukat. Uh-huh. Like how much more evil can you, like I get, I get it. It's a natural organic arc and it's been done very well, but there are no more clear signs of this is evil. Beware mm-hmm. than all of those things.
2: <laughs> I, I think it makes perfect. Like this is, she is completely desperate at this point. Like, yeah, that's true. I'm certainly like, not she's thinking. Cle- certainly not thinking clearly about her decisions. She got into the point. The pa rates are telling her that she is finally the most important person in the room. Yeah, they're finally. telling her
0: everything she always wanted to hear.
2: And if they're saying that she's the most important person in the room, then how could then how can they be wrong? Because she's a good person.
0: Uh huh. She's been devoted her whole life. Her whole yeah.
2: life. She's given her whole life to the prophets, and they have given her nothing. And now the yeah. Paw Wraiths are here to tell her that she's the most important person, and she is going to save the Majoran people, and she is a moron who made a mistake. And she realized yeah, so, that
0: in the last couple of seconds. No, basically my bad thing ends up being a good thing, because it does kind of make sense when you think through it like that. You're right. And, yeah, she does get a tiny bit of redemption. Mm-hmm where she's the yeah. one who tips the scales and calls him emissary again. Yeah. Like, it, you realize she realizes her mistake, realizes the prophets were the good ones all along, and helps Ben. Yeah. She also and kills Gold good. Dukat, right before
2: she's bad.
1: Right before she's burned uh-huh. to death. Oh, yeah,
0: no, she's completely Agonizingly burned dead. to death, Jesus yeah. Christ. There's no mistaking that, whereas, whereas Sisko and Ducat were pulled into their respective celestial temples, and they're probably fine. She's not fine. Yeah. Yeah, but no, it was a nice because that is a good last beat for her arc. Is uh, she realizes at the end she 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 redeems herself a tiny bit. Like mm-hmm. oh shit, he was the good guy. He was the hero. I need to help him. Well,
2: what am I do? That's Gul Dukat over there. God damn it!
0: Why did I sleep with him? What's wrong with me? <laughs> a dummy. Also Ew. Also, can you can you think <laughs> of any like again? Now that we've seen all of Star Trek, can you think of anything more disgusting? than Gul Dukat and kai Winn hooking up. I don't mean physically, although you're probably thinking that.
2: I mean, like, I I don't want to refer to my old notes, but I've got one here that says, Ugh, uh, uh.
0: <laughs> But in pure character terms, those two hooking up is just like, Oh, God. What? Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: God. Well, if you remember, she does. She didn't know because he was a Bajoran. Yeah, right.
0: But then he, she finds out and she still keeps doing it. Does she? Yes. In this episode, she at least, like, makes out with him.
2: Oh, yeah, there's that, yeah. I thought yeah. that was to poison him. Uh, maybe. To lure him into poison, like, because she... Yeah,
0: you're right, you're right, you're right, right. Yeah, I but... could
2: be wrong. It's been a few years, but... Yeah. I'm Even pretty still. sure she stopped fucking him when she found out that he was Hitler.
0: Well, I guess you gotta draw the line somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else to talk about on this plot? Because the the main event, we've barely touched yet. Yeah. But I don't want to sell this short. Gav, do you have any other further points about the... Uh... The prophets.
1: Oh, the... the end bit. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. No. No.
0: Because obviously, the you know the big story, the three quarters of this episode is the war stuff, which pays off. Like we're we're talking about how all of that was disappointing, and it was a little bit, but the war thing could not, to me, have been better. Like it was yeah. perfect. It was a perfect ending to one of my favorite storylines in all of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Just everyone gets a, a good send off. Everyone like. Oh, and it's not all happy endings at all. Like, no. That moment where they're on Cardassia, and Gav mentioned this in his in his poem, um, where they're on Cardassia, and they, like, uh, uh, I was going to call him Moltar. Yeah, Martok
1: Moltar. <laughs> General Moltar. Uh, we
2: got to stop the Dominion, Moltar.
1: That bit more Bortles.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Captain Ben Bortles. Yeah. <laughs> no um uh admiral ross and ben cisco and uh, uh martok uh have been saying for a while like we will you know martok's doing his klingon thing we will drink wine over the will graves of wine our on the defeated of enemies yeah that and they get there and they they have their wine and they're like and and the human guys are like oh this is these are corpses this is not glorious this is terrible yeah and Martok, like, I, what I love is that he stays in character. He doesn't lose his... He doesn't get won over by this. Yeah. He's like, fuck you. I'm a Klingon, and I want a battle, and I'm drinking my wine. Yeah. I really like that they didn't weaken him for that. That like, also he doesn't come that.
2: off as an asshole or anything?
0: No. It's just his culture. Yeah, His exactly. culture is dr- have a drink over the bodies of your defeated enemies. That's just what they're about. Yeah. And it's, it's horrible to us, but it's another culture. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I really dug that. Like, there's there's a lot of tragedy mixed in with the
1: you know the triumph. And I just
2: didn't good. want M- I just didn't want Martok to know that I don't like blood wine.
1: <laughs> you almost called him Moltar. I did think you. I did think. Why do they have to pour it under the ground? Yeah, I mean, surely it's. I mean, it could be. it's quite expensive vintage. Oh yeah, for their yeah. Homies.
0: Martok made a. Oh yeah, good point. Mar mm-hmm. Martok made a point of talking about how good that vintage was, and I just. I got off on a tangent thinking about, like, him going to Klingon wine tastings. And, like, <laughs> this has an oaky aftertaste with, a, with notes of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's an excellent vintage because I tasted 17 vintages before I selected this one. Ugh, I hate these fucking Klingon <laughs> microbreweries. God damn it. Just swirling the glass around in his hand. And I, mm-hmm. Oh, such a good image but uh, I, I like all of that stuff and and to come back to Matt what you said earlier the fact that Weyun just did, well I mean the founder but uh, yeah. Wayun pushes the button they just uh, the, the, the Cardassians start following Damar they start rising up because of his example and they're like well we'll show you we'll yeah. incinerate an entire city yeah it's wow. great
2: too I love that 1984 uh, uh, video of him just like as you all know the they're only a small percentage of the cardassian people have turned against us but unfortunately we will have to make an example of an entire city we there may apologize. be there may be some
0: enth- ethnic cleansing but mm-hmm. it's fine <laughs>
2: yeah i just I, and he just delivers it so smugly straight-facedly wayoon
0: yeah oh i missed way you uh-huh. god i love jeffrey I miss, Combs. i miss all of these guys but mm-hmm. you know and the doing that, like incinerating, a, the back and forth between the Cardassians and the Dominion is one of my favorite things. Like the the Damar being a, a rebel leader thing was great mm-hmm. and all of that. But then when they incinerate the city, they think that'll get them in line. And no, that's what pushes the Cardassians yeah. completely over because then their fleet starts firing back at, at the Dominion and the Breen guys. Because mm-hmm. like that's enough. We we were kind of okay with you coming in and helping us because we were kind of in ruins, but you just killed six million of our guys. Fuck yeah. you. That was so good. And I love that scene with Garrick reacting to it
2: with with, uh, with Julian yes. later. Oh, yeah. Just the whole, like, what? like oh, we will... we Of course we're, we'll rebuild, Doctor. But our yeah. culture and everything, that's so Garrick and, like... And just like that sort of that sort of wall he puts between everybody, the whole like, oh, I'm a simple tailor thing just crumbles down for a second. And he's just like, no, we had so much and it's gone because of these
0: idiots. It's so good. Yeah. And all of like he always seems to have kind of fun with this stuff. And yeah, that was gone. Yeah. This isn't fun anymore. This is piles and piles of bodies. now. Yeah. I can assassinate one guy. That's fine. But you don't kill a city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, very good. Oh, how much did you guys miss Garrick? He's so hundred. He's so good. Yeah. Oh, everything about him.
1: All those scenes between him and,
0: like, his mother figure. I don't remember her exact Wasn't she an Auburn wife or something?
1: Yeah. Was, was she his mother, or did they ever actually
0: say that? It's like a surrogate mother, but yeah. I don't think his biological mother. Like, I think she helped raise him, but I don't think it's actually yeah, his mother.
2: Yeah, I don't think, like... Because Tane was definitely his father, but I don't think they ever sort of addressed who his mother was. I don't... I,
0: we I probably had the answer when we watched it along, and I just yeah. don't remember coming back into this one. It's probably just something we forgot. Yeah. but I don't think it's his actual mother, but it's still, for all intents and purposes, his mother. Mm-hmm. I, I love her. I love she's a fussy old woman to the end. Like, there's nothing... There's no reason to give that character so much flavor, except that this show's good at that. You know yep. what I mean? Like, she could have just been there to move the plot along, but she's so quirky and weird, and I love that.
2: Well, I love the, uh, well, if you're going to invade the Citadel, I better make you something to eat.
0: <laughs> you better eat all your vegetables like this young, handsome Damar is doing. <laughs> that's so good. I love it. It's just, like, that's the thing this show did the best to me, is, like there's so many background characters that don't have to be anything and they put the extra effort in to make them feel like people and mm-hmm. interesting and a little weird sometimes. And that makes it feel like our world instead of just a place where our characters sort of pass through and there's other people there. Yeah. Like it's, it. that's the difference in this show. That's why it ended up, you know, having 50 main characters because every time they did that, we love the characters. Mm-hmm. And she, I also, am a big sucker for dressing Cardassians in the most plain contemporary human clothes possible and she's wearing like a like, frock yeah well like an Auburn wore like those those dad sweaters yep and uh, she's wearing <laughs> just like a, a 50s housewife dress yeah. well my favorite Garrick thing is still his green and blue striped shirt <laughs> Yep. it just because they're always in s- those harsh severe military outfits Yep. it's a great contrast when they just put on a sweater fucking Garrick's Christmas sweater <laughs> yep Happy Hanukkah, Doctor.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard Happy yeah. Hanukkah sound so uh, sinister. <laughs> but.
0: <laughs> but also getting to know her better meant her death meant more. Mm-hmm. Like, that's another thing. And and we lose Damar, and we were so invested in him, yeah. him to that point. Like, all of the deaths mean something, and it's not just the, like, a lot of finales do the, well, uh, it's the finale, so let's kill off, I don't know, these guys. Yeah each one of them felt meaningful to me Mm -hmm. and that's a big deal you know that's a a thing a lot of the other series could learn yeah like look at this and just
2: just some some fucking jem hadar soldiers kicking an old woman down the stairs means so much more than fucking those guys vaporizing trip for no reason you know yeah just like just like one single brutal death of a character we barely know versus someone who has been in the series from the beginning, and it felt like yeah, a four years.
0: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and and then there's the Damar thing, which is my good thing. Uh huh. I'm positive this was my good thing at least once in this long in this arc, the first time around. But, God, coming back to it even, Kira helping Damar overthrow the Dominion. Just imagine at any point during the series up till the, like the beginning of season seven, being told that that was going to happen. You'd be like, what? Yeah. Kira's going to, with who? There's there's a point, and actually, Gav, this is your good thing, right? The um, The moment they have together, the oh. three of them?
1: Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: let's talk about that and then we'll come back to me.
1: Okay, uh, I just the, the great character moments that I, that I always like, as always in Deep Space Nine, like the laughing outside uh, mm-hmm. the HQ when they're trying to get in, and they're they're not they're just not afraid to stop things for a second in the middle of a battle and have, uh, characters actually speak their thoughts rather than some random ta- uh, techno mm-hmm. babble, mm-hmm. um even like we were mentioning earlier the 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 little bits with the blood wine that the really you don't need to keep the plot mm-hmm. going, but it's it just adds so much color yes
2: and it would Although, be, it would be so easy in a war episode like this to just have it be battles and yeah. there are those like there's a great space battle in this episode and the the whole taking of the citadel is really good and everything but you also still have the characters doing character stuff like they're all still yeah, they are always interested so in the people
0: doing it yeah, yeah. exactly
1: yeah and, they, and because they're both there they both might it each other more interesting mm-hmm, yeah if you just had wall-to-wall battles it would just be so yeah. boring
0: no you want to care about the results and to do that there have to be people doing the things yeah. you know like like it it serves the other plot anyway but the the moment you're talking about where it is it's uh kira damar and garrick outside like the the is it the citadel is that what it was called something like that
1: the the hq i think they Command. call yeah, it the, it's know. where the
0: where the hitler's bunker basically the entertainment center yeah yeah (laughs)
1: yes with with the tiniest room that the uh we own and uh the founder were in with a big neon
2: cardassian logo in the background like it's fucking vegas
0: of course (laughs) no i'm i'm sure they were going for a hitler's bunker feel where Ah. it's like uh, the the leaders are desperately trying to lead a final rally and they're trapped in a tiny building surrounded by enemies you know like it's it's we all immediately understand what that is in a war story Mm. um but they're out there, and they and yeah, Gav, you're you're right. Just that moment where they're all they just start la- like one of them. I can't remember which
1: one it was. Was it Garrick? It's, it's Garrick ah, starts, starts laughing, laughing at it. the first because mm-hmm. he's like, uh, you know, they can't get in because they've got there. and They've got the explosives, but the explosives won't work because the doors are too. Yeah, we got uh, through all these other too powerful.
0: We got through all these other obstacles, and now we're stuck behind a closed door. <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. I love it. What a dumb way and, to run and, a war. Yeah, it's it's so good. And um, uh, th- but there's a there's a specific moment. And it's very small Um, where they they all start laughing. Kira starts laughing. Garrick puts his arm around Kira and Garrick is gay as springtime. It's not a romantic thing. No, it's it's a friendship thing. It's he's so comfortable with her mm-hmm. that he can laugh like he can be laughing so hard that he needs support and he can put his arm around Kira and she's not going to break it. And this like is Kira by the way. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> yes. it's it's a real testament to the arc of all of these characters that this is where we ended up. Can you imagine a Cardas imagine it, like season 1 Kira, mm. a Cardassian sharing a laugh with her and putting his arm around her and just laughing hysterically. Like yeah. what? No way. No. We've all come a long way, baby. It's just so good. <laughs> uh-huh. Ah, oh, that's my favorite thing. That seriously her, the end of her arc might be my favorite thing like my whole in any TV show. Mm-hmm. In terms of planning out from the beginning where a character's going to what what they're going to go through and how they're going to end up. Hers is just so good. And
1: I mean, that's that's your symmetry right? Yeah, there. yeah. Yes,
0: yes it is. Cuz she's leading a rebellion again, only now it's for the same people that took her planet in the first place.
2: Yeah. And like I want to say again like, none of this was planned originally, you know? Like, the no. pitch for Deep Space Nine was never let's tell an epic seven-season story. This show started as a TNG spinoff that was supposed to be,
0: like, you know, about mo- like it was Monster of the Week stuff, basically, you know? Yeah, and they definitely have like, have said in a lot of places they made a lot of this up as they went. Like, There was no yeah. master plan for a lot of this.
2: But to make this form so organically is such a yeah. testament to the people who run this show, you know? Yeah. That we've gotten from there to here, and it works
0: so perfectly. Well, it's been a long road getting from there to here. Please but... don't. <laughs> Look, you said that phrase. I couldn't help it. <laughs> You're right, though. And, Matt, this is just, like, broadly, this is your good thing, right? Like, just the show. Yeah, let's, um, so Deep Space Nine
2: is the best Star Trek has to offer. It's the most consistently excellent of all of the series. It has the best cast, the best stories, the best setting, the best everything. It's the show that taught modern television how to be what it is, and I don't think it gets enough credit for that. DS9 basically invented the modern serialized
0: television show. Um, I think, I think that might be giving it a little, like other shows were doing it. I think maybe genre, it definitely did that for genre. shows. Sure.
1: Like I've seen this episode. Well, well, not, not to be picky, but Babylon five did it first, but yeah, it absolutely did.
0: And he had a, he had a five-year plan for that. So that was definitely, yeah. yeah, Okay. But but you're right. Like it still doesn't get enough credit. You're still right about that.
2: It's like, it's it's still, it's ahead of its time. Like,
0: absolutely. Especially for Star Trek, which is still, I don't think is like, I don't think discovery, which is very serialized is doing it as well as DS9. did.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. I've seen this epi- this last episode five, six times now, and I still uh-huh. tear up at that ending. Just like, yeah, my good thing is Deep Space Nine. I love this fucking show.
0: I seriously was worried that, because, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I'm getting a little burned out on Star Trek. We've been watching it every week for eight years, mm-hmm. and a lot of it isn't very good. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to think, well, I guess I like Star Trek, and this is a fun thing to to meet up with Matt and our friends, but... Maybe I don't like it as much as I thought I did, and this reminded me. No, I do. Yeah. When it's great, it is great.
2: Yeah, the problem is that it's just there's more bad Star Trek than good
0: Star Trek. I think you get that with a lot of long franchises. Would you I say that's true, do. Dr. Who, Gav?
1: Oh, no, every episode is uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I what mean, are we on episode 35 though? of the
2: Phantom Planet, is that what's happening?
1: <laughs> <laughs> proportionately, though, would you
0: say that, like... That long-running sci-fi franchise has the same issue, which is a lot of it isn't very good, but the good stuff is great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. That, yep.
1: that, I think that goes for all shows that are... It probably does. Said, ...said to be good. Like Buffy, for example. You couldn't say that every... Most, most episodes are probably, you know, mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of them are great.
0: But it's... I think Doctor Who... Like, I say that because I know you know Doctor Who very well, but also because there's not a lot else in the same league in terms of how long it's been around and how many iterations it's had and how it's tried to grow and adapt with the times you know what i mean like i think doctor who and star trek might be the only two things that are that are like that
1: uh yeah like 50 years or or more yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah yeah you're right the i think the only diff- the good thing about the two those two shows is they can change so often yeah right you know it's just not just one show, so to speak, mm-hmm. it's several different ones
0: yeah and in the in the case of Doctor Who, it is technically the same show that just keeps changing its lead, whereas Star Trek just launches new series, but yeah. the, the end result is still basically the same
1: yeah
0: and but but yeah the the point is like a lot of it isn't good, but enough of the good stuff is really good that it makes it worthwhile yeah like th- these are the kind of episodes you can watch and see just see like
2: oh, this is why people are so nuts for this show. Yeah. Like, no. I'm, last week when we were doing The Man Trap and Charlie X, and I'm watching, I'm like, how the fuck did this get so big, as, as, as big
0: as it did back in the 60s? Did did we like the original series? Because yeah. this is fine, I guess. But like, this is some boring 60s TV. That's like, I mean, fucking people well, well, really yeah, like Star Trek. You're
1: not, well, so you're not watching the 60s shows that were around at the same time oh yeah that no
0: it's definitely better than a lot of the stuff that was Uh on but then i but then i look at things like the twilight zone which was like 10 years before and like this is much better Mm -hmm. (laughs) but again the twilight zone has some standout episodes and there was a lot of crap too like Mm -hmm. that's the thing people forget a lot of long-running shows have that same thing yeah and let's be clear, DS9 itself, like we're talking the whole franchise, but specifically DS9, had some real garbage. Oh, it had some real turds.
2: Uh, exhibit A, that one where Kira got, was being covered up in rock.
0: Oh, yeah. That was a real fucking piece of garbage. <laughs> that one where Quark got a sex change. Uh-huh. Like there's. Well, if
1: we're naming them, we might as well name Alamara. Yep,
2: that was my next one.
0: Count to oh shit! Can I count to three? I don't know how. <laughs> no, like DS nine ain't perfect, but uh, no, it's pretty. But it's more perfect close. than any of the others. Yeah, no, the ratio of good to bad is much higher. And again, the characters—they put so much more work into the characters that even in a shitty episode, it's like, okay, yeah, but look, it's Julian and Miles being cute pals, mm-hmm. so it's okay. Oh, I miss those two. Yeah, they like the 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 sad miles has to break up with julian because he's he's moving on <laughs> yeah you want to talk about so organic so... plot lines jeez yeah oh those two's friendship yeah yeah absolutely
2: there's a shot in, when they're doing the um the dramatic like uh, flashback bit where there's just a uh-huh. shot from that first episode where they sort of bonded together like that one where they go to the right. planet and bashir's oh, annoying the shit out of o'brien and yeah the storyteller that's the one yeah and there's a shot from that and i'm just like oh
0: yeah that's when they hated no, each other Watching their friendship grow, and a lot of story, a lot of a lot of long-running series do this. You watch early episodes of any show and you you look at someone who ends up being best friends or being a, a couple, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Wow, this was not in the pilot. this This grew. Yeah, and I think this was one of those cases, but man, those two, and it was they were just good pals, like it was yeah, it was sweet. it was just friendship, it was mm-hmm. about friendship, and I love that. Um, I also was reminded of how sort of unfairly a lot of us looked at Ezri because she was new Dax, yeah. and it's a little easier to just drop into this and say, "Oh yeah, Ezri was part of it too." Yeah, Ezri's because I liked her. It just I still missed Jadzia, you know. I mean, that's
2: understandable. Ezri's Ezri's good. Jadzia was great. Like,
0: but I don't want to compare them at all. They're different characters. Mm-hmm. It's just they kind of force us to, you know, and that that was unfair to Ezri. Yes. Jedzia left, and here's your new character, and you can't help constantly compare them, and so she's always going to come up short, and that's not fair, Mm -hmm. you know? But Uh, she's good, although there were moments where it's like, okay, she's the counselor. Why is she on the bridge during a battle in this war? Yeah. Well, because it's the last episode. we got to get everybody something to do. (laughs) There was a surprising lack of Jedzia at all. Like, obviously, the actor was gone, but... They could have talked about her a little more. She's not she could even have been in this. In really flashbacks. pissed me off, actually. She, Terry
2: Farrell, isn't even in the uh, the flashback sequence at the end. Yeah, like there there there's a there's a big hole in that sequence. That's any scene with her and Worf together.
0: Yeah, and when you talk about what we left behind, yeah, like Wharf, you know, it's only been a year since he lost the love of his life. Mm. Like he should be thinking about that maybe a little. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, he had a couple
2: of great lines that really pissed me off. <laughs> pissed you off because you want to just hate him? Yeah, you know my stance on Wharf. And <laughs> you stop being likable, Wharf. God damn it!
1: Was what, one of those great lines minced? Yes, three oh, times.
0: <laughs> yeah, Miles is going Whenever, back to Earth, and they're talking yeah. about places they could visit.
1: Yeah, and uh, and Warf suggests Minsk about twelve times. Yeah,
0: everyone's going And even
1: even when it's moved, the shot has moved on to someone else. You can just hear him say Minsk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he he must be related to Chekhov because he's he. It feels like he talks about how great Russia is a lot. You know, in, you know, in Soviet Russia, you uh... read all technical manuals. <laughs>
1: But if you think about it, he was asking for like a suggestion of where to go on Earth, and they gave him several suggestions, and he just wanted one. You could beam everywhere on Earth.
0: Uh-huh. You can go anywhere, you man. You can go
1: everywhere in a week.
0: Yeah. Did, did he ask for suggestions? Though it felt just like everyone saying, oh, Earth. I remember Earth. No, I've it was been here. like it's
2: nice." The, O'Brien has the the O'Briens haven't picked a place to live yet, and oh, okay, it's Earth with transporters, so you can live basically
0: anywhere. I okay. Here's here's my headcanon for this. I guarantee the O'Briens have gotten in more than one fight over if they're going to live in Japan or Ireland. Yep. And they're like, "You know what? Someone needs to pick a third place so we can stop fighting about this." Yep. That's what it is. Uh Captain Cisco says we should go live in New Orleans. We're bo- we'll both hate that, but it won't be we'll stop fighting. <laughs> At least we could probably eat somewhere free most of the week. Oh yeah. Papa Cisco would love to like, Uh-huh. Ben's friends, come on in. Come
2: on in. I'll tell you what to order. Oh god, that's yep.
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> they should live in Florida. Oh god. There I... is no
2: Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Thank god. Oh, there isn't. No, is there?
0: no they chopped it off.
2: <laughs> what was it we watched that was recent where like there's a shot of Florida and there's no lights? I think it was Disco. I think yeah, someone I think pointed so. out
0: that there was uh I think Flonk pointed out there was um yeah, cuz we come back to Earth in the in the season 1 finale. Yeah. And and Florida's still kind of blacked out.
2: Yeah, they might have rebuilt it by now, but like ten years. Yeah, disco's
0: only like less than a hundred years after Enterprise. Yeah. So. Although maybe they just realized, nah, it's Florida. Let's just leave it.
2: I mean, I'm not gonna lie and say I haven't thought of that occasionally. <laughs> Florida man Except burns down
0: continent. Uh huh. Except Jacksonville, of course. Uh huh. You know. <laughs> Randy Macho Man Savage, uh, International Airport.
2: <laughs> Take a flight,
0: brother. Uh, What else? Oh, man. This is just the best fucking show. Most of my notes were just like, yeah. I miss this guy. I miss this guy. He's the best. She's yep. the best. They're all the best. Yep. I like the opening. The opening bit was... Uh, Esri and Julian, because that had, was sort of the tail end of the season, was those two, those two hooking up romantically. So you needed to do that, like, one last visit with them. And then we go to Miles and Keiko. And then we go to Ben and Cassidy. So there's a, there's a clear pattern of these are couples. Mm-hmm. Esri and Julian, Miles and Keiko, Ben and Cassidy. And then we go to Wharf and Odo. Yep. And it's like, what conclusion are you asking me to
1: draw here, show? Mm. <laughs> oh, that was so sad at the end, where Odo has to leave Wharf. <laughs> oh yeah that, that, bo- that great bond
2: they've built up over the years
0: <laughs> where are the guys who sound like this
2: I am going to miss our, our loud strange conversations
0: <laughs> yes I too will miss them I I realized how much Odo reminds me of Mike from Breaking Bad slash Better Call Saul <laughs> there's a couple of things he said and did Is like wait why is that oh that guy right <laughs> Quark, oh, what, what are you, are you doing? doing? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love seeing the Breen again. Those guys are great. <laughs>
2: I yep. know you are very handsome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was that was definitely played a little for comedy, right? Yep, it absolutely
1: was. <laughs> My mother is a what? <laughs> <laughs> Did you? And then Wayne says, did you just promise the, uh, the Breen Earth? Uh, she should have said, I, I don't know what I promised. I can't understand <laughs> I a d- word not- <laughs> it's saying.
0: I don't speak Breen. I thought you did.
2: I thought I ordered 50 <laughs> boxes of his daughter's Girl Scout cookies. What the fuck is happening?
0: <laughs> I do love how nakedly duplicitous the female changeling is. Well, that's the thing. Literally. And it's
2: one of the reasons I love her so much. She didn't give a shit about any of this.
0: No, he's Her, Did you just promise him earth? Of course I promised him earth. That doesn't mean I'm going to give him earth.
2: Yeah, like I don't have to I don't have to to help these people. I don't give a shit what they think. I no. want to do one thing and that is go home and go to bed. Yeah. And all of this <laughs> all of this war is preventing me from doing that and I'm done.
0: I live in a giant ocean. That, that is
1: the that is the best uh Motivation I've ever heard. For the yes, it's changing. true,
0: though. That's why they're my favorite villains because all they want to do is go back to their giant ocean orgy and be left alone. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, they—they—they no, they don't want to conquer anything. They just want to have so much power that they can keep people out of their yard.
2: Yeah, exactly. I want the biggest <laughs> fence possible, and I have to go yeah. over here to this stupid other stupid neighborhood. And fucking Ugh. wreck some shit up until everyone l- learns to stay out of my yard. Stay out of my yard. Stop sending. Stop sending landing parties to check out what cool minerals are in my
1: yard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop putting holes in my in my yard fence.
0: <laughs> okay, building a fence isn't enough. I guess I got to build some guys to patrol the fence now. <laughs> now I got to build some guys to be in charge of those guys. Oh, this is a whole rigmarole. Can I just say how much I enjoy build some guys. By the way. That's what they did. They it has
2: absolutely guys. what they did, and I love it.
1: Yeah. Oh uh. God! Oh no! Now I'm now I'm an organized crime.
2: Uh. <sighs> great. Now, great. Now I got to super evolve a squirrel to take care of all this crap because I don't want to do it. <laughs> Fine. Wonderful. I don't care anymore.
0: This is this is if you give a mouse a cookie, but like as an epic sci-fi story. <laughs> if
2: you give a mouse sentience. Yeah. He's going to worship you as a god. And if he worships I you think, as a god. Yeah.
1: And, and if not, if his name's is <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I love Gul Dukat just as much as everyone else, but I honestly think the founders are, to me personally, mm-hmm. the best villains. That's like, fair. In terms of, like, a villainous race, yeah. definitely. I love everything about them so much. I've said this a million times, mm. but they're more alien. Like, the the idea that they're liquid and they exist in a liquid form and they sort of bond in a collective but not like the Borg a different way. Yeah. Like, all of that is well, so much more well thought out than just, I don't know, here's some Vulcans, but they're mad. <laughs> and I like the Romulans, but there's not much to that, you know? Like, the Founders are weird.
2: Sorry, I thought you were talking about the mad Vulcans that are actually in Enterprise for a second. Then. Oh, also
0: also them. But I'm just saying, like, if you think of most of the main guys, it, and I'm talking about races that I truly love mm-hmm. in Star Trek. Oh, yeah. There's not, much, there's not much to the concept. There's just, these guys are kind of simple, like you say like... It's a joke, but you're right. They just want to go back to bed. That's their whole thing. Yeah. But but it's also really complex at the same time and and more sci-fi than you usually get. Yeah. Like the whole liquid thing, the whole shared consciousness, the whole like linking with each other makes them feel better. And they have this innate sense of control and all that stuff. I don't know. I just I love it so much.
2: I and the shots. I still love the shots of the 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 change like homeworld. Just that mm-hmm. island in a sea of changelings is so
0: fucking cool. Yeah, it is. It's all very, very cool. Yeah, And but going back to uh, her and her just hardcore attitude, like they got her, like they get in, they somehow get through that door mm-hmm. and they've got her corner. That's it. We're going to kill. like they, they straight up shoot Weyoun in the face. Yep. That was my last Weyoun. Like...
1: <laughs> Which is a great payoff. Yeah, I was payoff. Hoping you'd say that.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was a great payoff. Mm mm-hmm. Um and and they're like, you're next. She's like, what, you want me to end the war? Forget it. And they're like, but you're losing. She's like, I don't care. I don't care. And I know we lost. Now the game is making you lose as many people as possible, so you'll never do this again. Yeah. And that's different than we've usually seen. Like, all the other... Guys, like, the Borg want to control everything and to have order. The Klingons want to kill you. These guys just don't want you to exist anymore. Yeah. It's so... Oh, I love it! I love that moment where she's just like, "It doesn't matter if you've won. Mm-hmm. We want your victory to be so hollow that you don't want to win anymore."
2: Well, and there's also they—they they don't touch on this a whole lot just because it's the last episode and they don't have time. Yeah, but like, there's a lot to do. The, the changelings are all dying too. They have that changeling disease. Yeah, yeah. like she spends which a lot is of the episode like melting
0: or flaking. Which I is guess basically really. that what gi- that's what gives Odo some leverage. Like I can help you, and I can help our people if mm. you stop this.
2: Yeah, and that's basically what wins the war is just he offers he'll cure the the founders, and which that's is a great fine. payoff to him. Yeah,
0: it's it's a great payoff to his arc because he's sought his people. He's had this real complicated relationship where he wanted to find them, then he found them, and they were horrible. Yeah, but he still loves them. Like, ah, oh, I, I like that a lot too. Yeah. Ah, oh, this show.
2: That's another thing that like I love. I love just, we bring in Odo in the first episode, and he's like, I'm a shapeshifter, I don't know what the hell I am. And three seasons go by before we we sort of get that. And when we get to it, it's such a big revelation, and it basically forms the bones of the series.
0: Yeah, because those are the villains. Those are the guys, okay, now we found them, now they want to kill us. It's
2: so good. The whole thing is so good. God damn, I love this show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else?
1: I, I liked that it wasn't a surprise attack and everyone knew it was happening. hmm So it was just all building up to yeah. that, you know, rather than being like, I don't know, Dunkirk or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, I mean it makes sense. There's definitely moments in certain wars where it's like, well taking the capital's obviously the next step, so mm. this is where they're coming. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, no, I like
2: that. Yeah. I'm oh. sorry, yeah, for you said Dunkirk and for a second I said I was thinking, Did you say Dunkirk?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the transporter duplicate of kirk who's stupid.
1: <laughs> isn't that just normal kirk no uh, well yeah kind of you know, <laughs> yeah kind of well i'm just thinking back to turn about to turnabout intruder <laughs>
0: well how can you not uh-huh <laughs> it's boy, never far from your mind boy what a great episode uh-huh i mean you know series finales as we know them didn't exist back then but that I, is I, true. it would be fun it would be fun to imagine what they would have come up with if they'd known, this is the end. You mm-hmm. get to write like an end to the story. Yeah. But I have no idea what that would look like. Hopefully not like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was one moment, and I I think you saw it too, uh, Matt, and may, maybe you did as well, Gav. Um, where we did have one final plot beat with uh, Garrick and Bashir, like as as yes. the Starfleet guys are leaving, Garrick's staying because hit the the end of his arc is. I'm not exiled anymore, but, oh, God, this monkey's paw. Look, I got yeah. my wish. <laughs> I get to go back to my home, which really is just a pile of rubble now. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, but they have, you know, because this is one of the central friendships as well. Yeah. Uh, fr- friendships. And it so looked like they were going to kiss. Like, I'm not even – this isn't making a goofy joke. The way it was shot, mm-hmm. as close as they were, yep. it's like – they. All they need to do is each lean forward about two inches, and they're touching.
2: Al, I have a note here that literally just says, kiss you, cowards.
0: That's what I thought it was referencing, but I didn't want to assume. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it was their goodbye. They should have just kissed. Yeah. God. Stupid, yeah. stupid 90s. Stupid Rick Berman. <laughs> yes, yeah, stupid Rick Berman. It didn't even have to be romance. It could just be, we've been, I. Uh, I don't know. It didn't have to turn into a sex scene, is what I'm saying. It yeah. could have just been a sweet <laughs> goodbye moment. Mm. If it was a sex Why scene, not? that would have been okay too. But
1: you know, <laughs> Garrick and Bashir and Odo and the and the chain and the founder, but it could have been a whole sex scene at the right very yeah, end. It would have been amazing. Uh, well, just, to, just to...
0: <laughs> Julian's with Ezri now, so she'd be in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, and maybe just... Kira's gotten real friendly with Cardassians now. We don't know.
2: Just just end the series they, on a giant could've...
0: orgy. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and play seventies porn yeah. music, and that would have been the last thing.
0: I mean, they did the Great Link. I mean, the great you got Link me there. Is a giant yeah. orgy.
1: This is a good point. Yeah. Oh, God, this is even better than I yeah. imagined.
0: <laughs> what a great show! It works on so many <laughs> levels. Uh, I do like the end of Worf's arc too. Is um, he he gets to be an ambassador? He doesn't want to be an ambassador, mm-hmm. but what that to me, you maybe you guys interpreted this differently. It's basically Martok saying, "Ugh, they made me the chancellor. I don't want this job. You know what? If I got to do this, my friend's coming with me, and yeah. he's got to hate it too. Yeah. Like if I, I, I just get... assume
1: he's going off to drink with Martok for the rest of his life.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. If I got to do this shitty job I hate, my friend's coming along to to suffer with me. Yeah. And I like that. I like that Worf got a friend and a Klingon who actually respects him and loves him. like yeah. He never had that.
2: Yeah. It's a good. It's a. It's a good ending <laughs> oh. for him. It's a shame he has yeah. to come back for two more movies.
0: Well, yeah. But it's I don't know. I like I like their relationship mm. a lot cuz Worf just nobody likes him. <laughs> like in the Klingon Empire, people some, on the, some, some humans don't like him. I know. Some some humans too, but all of his people don't like him. And it was just nice for him to find like a Klingon dad or older uh-huh. brother, or however you want to look at that. It's, yeah.
1: It's
0: sweet. Also, Such a shame about Alexander
1: who
0: <laughs> it also if if you want to kind of ignore those next gen movies and and or maybe he just was on vacation from his diplomat job
2: yeah that's fine
0: you could you could see that as feeding into the all good things uh future mm-hmm. because wasn't he an ambassador in that i think so yeah Or no wait he was a governor of a of a province I, that's what it
2: everyone ends up an ambassador when they do a jump forward everybody's just ambassading <laughs>
1: Imposter, Admiral, something like yeah. Something beginning with A. That's what yeah,
2: happened. Admiral. As the three things you can be if you're not a starship captain anymore.
1: Well, yeah, and and you
0: hate the desk no matter what.
2: Yep. They just need to make better desks. I think that's the problem. I think it's sad
0: that in the future we don't have good desks anymore. Ah, uh, it's a real shame. All right, we could talk about this for hours and hours, but I easily, think, uh, we probably shouldn't. Is there any any final thoughts? Any other things you definitely need to to say about this? Either of you?
1: Just one quick thing. I just like Myers going to battle, but he's worried about everyone else. Mm-hmm.
2: Ah, I didn't think about it like that. That's
0: really sweet. Yeah, that's
2: O'Brien, all right. I love that. um
0: That whole little scene, just as they're heading into battle, they got that like the small talk and stuff. Oh yeah, well, I missed that small talk on the bridge stuff. like yeah. none of the other shows pulled that off as well. There was there was a moment at the beginning, like I was saying, we start with all the couples and. Uh, keiko shows up i'm like "Ooh, good i haven't made a keiko joke in years here we go and she was real sweet and supportive she's fine um oh man (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's good but you know we're coming back to ds9 for for the first time in a long time i thought i could dust off some of those jokes and then she was real nice what the hell matt got to do his his takei oppression last week yeah we can't (laughs) (laughs) like no she was also i'm i i stand by this Star Trek has had a lot of good kid characters, like, surprising amount. Mm -hmm. We've liked more than we haven't. That's true. Molly O'Brien is still the most adorable child, maybe in the history of television, definitely in Star Trek. I mean, I would like to, you know, let's not forget about Naomi Wildman. Oh, no, no, uh, I'm including Naomi Wildman, who is also very adorable, mm -hmm. but I'm sorry. Molly O'Brien, just super, super cute. I do love, uh, (laughs) I let you
2: play with my toys. Oh, they're not toys, they're collectibles. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>
0: this is a model. It's different. <laughs>
2: Don't take my Optimus Prime out of the package.
0: <laughs> All right. Anything else? I think that's, that's it. it. Uh, Gav, you got a quote?
1: Yes. Uh, it's at the end whenever Odo's uh, saying goodbye to Kira. Please. Tell everyone I'll miss them.
0: Even Quark.
1: Even Quark.
0: Ah yes, very sweet. Yeah, I like. They did have one moment at the at the airlock, and he's like, "But you're gonna miss me the most, right?" No, but but really, you are, right? I can honestly say
2: I plan to never think
0: about you again. Yeah, and then he just leaves. Like, there's no, there's no, come here, you. Yeah, it just ends. And Quark's like, "Are you kidding?" He loves me. Yeah, it's so so cute. It's written all over his back. (laughs) It was a great line. Yeah, it was. Oh, I missed this show. Can mm-hmm. we just can we just do this again and then when we run out of it, just do it again? Yep. Just uh DS9 over and over and over. Mm-hmm. No, unfortunately no. Next week, uh next week we have to revisit for a different reason. We have to revisit a pair of next gen episodes that aren't particularly great. Mm-hmm. Uh season one episodes. Oh so. no. What are we thinking? Well this is <laughs> this is um there's different reasons we came back to this. This was because Gav had done all this, the finales except, you know, except yeah. this one. Uh, the other one was because you were just not happy with how the first uh, This is my sick out. day episode. Uh, yes. This is the only episode of PA that you were not, like, actually on the show for. Yeah. You wrote a summary. Yeah. You still, you still put in the work, but you weren't actually on the show. So I got hit to with back the to worst it. fucking flu. Yeah. And we've done this for eight years, and we've both gotten sick a lot. Yeah. And that's the only time you were so sick that you couldn't do the show, which was pretty sick because you're mm-hmm. usually a trooper about that. But yeah. You just could not pull it together that day. And so we're getting a do-over of Conspiracy and The Neutral Zone, the last two episodes of season one of Next Gen. Uh, that was originally episode 64 of The Post-Atomic Horror. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're following along with us, uh, those are the next two to watch. I would expect we're probably not going to like them. Uh, I can tell you right now, the neutral zone's got Tommy's
2: mommy in it, so that's something to look forward to. Yeah, but it's not <laughs> Romulans also. Yeah, and the last five seconds. You're, forget- you're forgetting yeah. what
0: that episode is actually about. No, no, no. I remember exactly what that episode's about. I was just trying to find the bright side. There, there is no bright side. That's the one that ends <laughs> with the Romulans going, we're back to the camera, and then we see them three more times. Conspiracy's got the, the bug
1: aliens and the guys exploding ribcage. Yeah,
2: though, that so. one I'm looking forward
1: to. Yeah, conspiracy's yeah. good. yeah. yeah or at least gross can, if you if you're gonna be doing season one episode that's probably the best one to be doing. yeah
0: it's, I, I was just gonna say this is probably the best pair of of you know season one next gen episodes but that is faint praise yeah yeah no nah. but but yeah this is the only episode matt uh hadn't actually been on the show for so we're, we're correcting that historical wrong mm-hmm. next week uh so so check that out uh gav a pleasure as always yeah you, you will be joining us again soonish when we do our ridiculously insane let's have every guest on the show at the same time episode oh god oh yes which, which is coming <laughs> up uh in the near future i don't want to i don't want to put a date out there just yet but uh, it's coming so look forward to that uh if you want to write to us post to tomacora gmail the website post mm-hmm. uh follow us on twitter at algar at robot Matt. uh and i think that's it that's it see you folks <laughs>
1: The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2018. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.